When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's that time. Hey, Mitch. Mitchie. Mitchie, Mitchie, Mitchie. We're looking for you, pal. Mitch Sherman from The Athletic. Talking Big Red. Unleash the fury, Mitch. Unleash the fury! On Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, Tail Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager. Mitch Sherman from The Athletic with us at Mitch Sherman. On Twitter, Harbaugh and the Wolverines unleashing the fury uh, on Washington last night. Mitch, a exclamation point for the Big Ten last night. How you doing? I'm well, Schmitty. How are you? Uh, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I mean, it was a Big Ten win either way. I don't know <laughs> to the commissioner of the Big Ten if if you want the you know the incoming rising program and the you know the hot hottest coach in the country i suppose you could say and kalen DeBoer to be hoisting that trophy as he enters the league or if you want jim harbaugh who's been been you know at times i guess dragging the league through the mud this season on on perhaps his way out the door to to hoist it but i guess um it's somewhat of a no a no-lose situation and uh you know at least the team that's currently in the big 10 uh and we'll continue to be in the Big Ten. Just saying that that Washington is not currently in the Big Ten is the uh, is the champion in in, uh, in the twenty twenty three season. Well, Mitch, it'd be kind of fitting if Harbaugh, after being dragged through the mud on his way out, goes and, and drags Washington through the mud on their way in, right? Well, let's be clear that Harbaugh was not dragged through the mud. He did the dragging himself. So I <laughs> heard a lot last night at Michigan players. Uh, and coaches after the game and talking about how they fought through adversity and and, and you know. It's not really adversity when you when you bring it on yourself. I, I think, and that, not to say that JJ McCarthy or Blake Corum or the players uh, brought the adversity on themselves. So I suppose they did experience some adversity. But Michigan as a program, this was self-inflicted. Let's be let, let's be clear about that. I, yeah, and and it probably is on the way out the door. You know, you heard you heard Harbaugh after it. Uh, you know, not really want to go down the road of talking about his future. That's understandable in the in the wake of a. Of a national championship, I, I think most coaches would act the same way there if they were considering something. But uh, I found the words of uh, of Ward Manuel, the Michigan AD, that I read this morning to be telling, and 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 you know he seems to be already preparing for for uh, the task that he would have ahead to fill Harbaugh's seat if, in fact, he does jump to the NFL. Mitch, last night were you surprised of what happened, or were you more expecting Michigan to pull away? over Washington because it felt like two very different styles clashing at once. Yeah, I was on Michigan. I was on Michigan before the game. I thought Michigan would win. Um, and then the way that it, that it began, um, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm impressed that Washington kept it as close as it did for as long as the Huskies did. They, they definitely adjusted and you get, you got to give big kudos to Michigan for the way that it game planned. And it saw something in that Washington defense that allowed its offensive linemen not to just make initial blocks, but they were popping those big runs, three or four of them 
right at the beginning of the game because those offensive linemen were able to get to the linebackers. And once they did, it was, you know, I, most of that Michigan yardage on those long, long runs to begin the game, you know, it was 20, 30 yards downfield before Corum and Edwards were, were even getting touched. So if you can scheme that, uh, then you're doing something right in preparation. And, and to think that Michigan, in my mind, came in with an edge just hat against hat and then out-schemed Washington the way that it did on the first few possessions, uh, credit to Washington and Kalen DeBoer. And that's why they were 14-0 and coming into this game, because they adjusted and, and really you know, had a chance in the second half to, to pull even. And, and if that happens, who knows? Maybe it goes to overtime. Maybe Washington wins because it's got the momentum. But um, you know, the fourth quarter, of course, uh, turned back in the direction of the Wolverines. Mitch Sherman's with us from the Athletic Hale Varsity Radio at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. Mitch, style matters, uh, specifically on the lines of scrimmage. And I, I want to kind of get your take with uh, some of the, the weekend uh, smoke with Data Holgerson and his style. Mm-hmm. And we kind of laid it out yesterday while you've got the, the air raid branding. Uh, he has done a lot of different offensive styles or he's been pretty adaptable through his career at West Virginia and at, and, at, and at Houston. What's your reaction to the name data Holgerson? If uh, that, that becomes a reality some way, shape or form mm-hmm. for Nebraska. Yeah, well, he's an experienced guy who, who brings a lot of offensive expertise. And, you know, if he ends up coming to Nebraska, it's not to bring the air raid. Um, it's not necessarily to bring his offense. Marcus Satterfield is, is, is going to be, unless he chooses to go somewhere, which I don't think he will with the, the salary that he's contracted to, to earn next year. He's the offensive coordinator in this program, and they're going to run his offense and Matt Rule's offense, and there will be influences. And if Dana Holgerson's a part of that, then his, then his offensive history will, will in some way influence what Nebraska does. But, um, you know, Matt Rule likes Holgerson uh, in part because of, his history in running the ball, and you know they've been they've been coached in the same conference in the Big Twelve, and and have developed a relationship, and and um, you know it's part of what brought him to Lincoln. But obviously, they're they're also talking about some options, and there are going to be moves that Rule makes. I feel more certain about that than I did even before Holgerson came into town on the weekend. Uh, he, Rule is going to make some kind of a move or moves here likely this month and you know i think some of it involves um the nfl playoffs and and you know we've talked about glenn thomas before the uh quarterbacks coach for the pittsburgh steelers and they snuck into the playoffs so there's another week or two to wait to see if if that's something that can work and obviously holgerson's name is is known and and out there so we'll, we'll see where this where this all fits and what kind of a role dana would play if in fact he does join the nebraska staff but, um, you know, it's not going to be a situation where, like, he's coming in and bringing his offense. His influence will be felt, and most of his influence, you know, his history goes back to Air Raid and Mike Leach and being a part of that tree. But um, I think what appeals to Matt Rule just as much, if not more, uh, is the way that, that, that he's incorporated the run game into that and, and his ability to coach quarterbacks. Mitch, I'm of the opinion that Dana Holgerson probably wouldn't have made a, hus- or a public appearance with the football team with Matt Rule on Saturday at the wrestling meet if this wasn't almost a, a done deal or pretty close to the finish line. Do you-, do you get the same feel? Yes and no. Um, you know, I've talked to Dana and know his personality. 
um, a little bit. Um, I can't say that I know him well, but I've been around him some, and I don't think he really cares what people think, um, especially at this point in his career. And if, if it were to get to a situation where the job that Nebraska had for him isn't something that he wants to do and it didn't work out, I don't think he would lose any sleep over the fact that he made a public appearance in Lincoln. You know, not a lot of people noticed him. Um, I was there because I wanted to see Nash Upmacher and, and Russell, and um, you know, as I think a lot of people were, and that's why the, the football staff, of course, was there. And I noticed Dana, saw Dana, you know, had a had a, an idea that he might be there um, even before uh, you know he came over from the stadium with Matt Rule um, as the as the duel got started. But you know, it's not like they paraded him out in front of everybody. They kind of sat up in a in a you know an area of the of the the second level of the Devaney Center where. I don't know that it's certainly not everyone in the arena knew he was there. Um, you know, I know, I know Elijah, you sent me, you sent me a picture um, of, that I took and put out on Twitter with, with Holgerson in it. Uh, that was not the intention there uh, on my part to, uh, to put that. I, I was tweeting about Nash and, uh, and showing that the football staff was there and Dana, you know, a blurry side shot of him happened to be in the, in the photo, but you know, until we, I, I, and the reason I, did, I, I wasn't like trying to make a big deal out of it is because I hadn't talked to Matt Rule about about Dana and and what his potential role could be if, in fact, there is a potential role. So I, I wasn't really able to report anything at that time. But um, you know, even without me, people would have known he was there. I don't think Dana cares if if uh, if he gets a job here, great. And then if he doesn't, and he was at the wrestling duel with Matt Rule again, who is is a friend of his, then that's fine too. Mitch, the theory yesterday was that that Holgerson's in town to to open a Cinnabon in Lincoln, in Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> well, there there are locations. No, I, I mean you another can, one though. You know, you know a, a la Better uh, Call Saul is what we're getting at. Not, we're not. He's not. He's not bringing the franchise to <laughs> Omaha. Um, well, yeah. I, I mean, I would think he would, that if he's coming, he, he wouldn't he want to bring something with with more of like a Texas connection to it or a Southern connection, uh, being that that's where he uh, he most recently coached. Although Dana's a, you know an Iowa guy, um, mm-hmm. bring, at, at bring us Whataburger, and, and that's say again. <laughs> Whataburger would be money in Lincoln. Oh my gosh! If he could do that, then then uh, you know he 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 wouldn't even need to coach the quarterbacks, and he could he'd be the most popular guy in town. I, you know, Omaha and Lincoln are both the kind of places that go crazy over new restaurants, even if they're they're not new to the rest of the country. And uh, what a, what a burger would be uh, would be a massive hit. I don't know if Patrick Mahomes can do it in Kansas City, then then, then I think Matt Rule and his connections can make it happen in Lincoln. The chicken biscuit. I need a Shake Shack. Oh, Shake Shack. Yeah, I agree. But the, Shake Shack, the, I would think would be better. The chicken biscuit at Whataburger is worth the price of admission. So good. Well, I'll take your. I've never, never been. I'm sheltered. They have a honey butter on there. It's, oh, it's Elijah's not. turning this into the food hour. I like yes. it. Well, Mitch, before you get out of here, just overall thoughts on some of the newer additions from the portal and commitments, and what your thoughts on those guys going forward. Yeah, um, I mean, and, and the, there's a big difference between Isaiah Nair, who's coming in as a, as an older player in in this offense and and is going to walk in in the spring uh, after his two years at Texas and contend for the the wide receiver one position for Nebraska there's a need there to have a veteran presence uh, you know a bigger body uh, somebody with the kind of skill and speed and experience that he has and you know that's 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 a tremendous addition for for 
Nebraska in this offense, and, and, and you know, let's just say it, for Dylan Rayola, I mean, he's, he's likely the guy that Nebraska's turning to at quarterback, certainly has a, a significant edge right now, I would say, to win that job. We'll find out more in the spring where Nebraska's at, at that position, but that's, that's you know, common sense at this point is that he's going to be throwing the football for Nebraska in, in 2024, and so that's, that's really big for, for him to, to have somebody, you know, we're not going to say that he's Trey Palmer, we're not going to say that he's Samari Toure, but I think as a, as a transfer with one year to play, he can have some kind of a similar impact to what Nebraska got in those two players out of the portal at the wide receiver spot. Um, Dowdell is a younger guy. I mean, he should be a redshirt freshman, but Oregon did him no favors by playing him in a fifth game this year when he wasn't really a part of the running back rotation. So he comes to Nebraska as a second-year sophomore, and he's, mo- he's walking into a room while it's banged up, um, it's it's crowded, and you know while when 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 they're healthy, when Ramir Johnson is healthy and Gabe Irvin is healthy, and that might be after the spring, we'll see. Um, as it gets closer, we'll find out more about what the status of those guys are for spring practice. I don't imagine that even if they're healthy, they're going to take many hits. Those two um, in March and April, in part because of their experience, and, and in part because of the fact that they've had repeated injuries and they're older players in the program, and you just don't need to do that. Um, but when Nebraska's at full strength at running back, you know Dowdell's another piece. He's a he's someone who can be a, th- a three down back and can certainly contend for the number one position. But it's not like Nayer where you can just pencil him in and say, okay, I think this guy's going to be the starter. He'll 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 compete for it. But there's a number of other guys, and and you know don't don't count out um, Quentin Ives, who is the same age as Dowdell and somebody that Nebraska really likes. You know, one of the, one of the players on a small list who I think Nebraska believes can be a breakout. Um, after a redshirt season in this program. Mitch Sherman with The Athletic. Mitch, we'll check in soon. Thanks for a few minutes. Okay, good to talk to you guys. Thanks a lot.